0: This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Friday, February 3rd, brought to you by Watkinson Miller at Dairy Management Incorporated. Good morning, I'm Jeff Dalley. Here's today's headlines. Equity panels new track on USDA committees. House Ag eyes land hearing. And GOP looks to force a WOTUS vote. Commission changes course on county committees. USDA's Equity Commission has backed away from an earlier recommendation that USDA consider abolishing its its county committees. During a 3-day meeting this week, the commission instead adopted some recommendations designed to increase minority representation on the committees which help deliver farm programs at the local level. Gone is any suggestion that the committees be abolished. The commission is trying to improve the committee's function and their representation, said Gary Madison, executive vice president of Young Beginning Small Farmer Programs and Outreach at the Farm Credit Council. Madison is a member of the committee's agriculture subcommittee. For anybody who's listening, there's not a suggestion to eliminate the county committees. Thompson plans for an ownership hearing. The issue of foreign-owned farmland is getting growing attention from congressional Republicans, reflecting concerns they're hearing from constituents. House Agriculture Committee Chair Glenn Thompson says he wants to hold a hearing in the next couple of months once the Government Accountability Office finishes a report it's doing. After the issue started getting attention on cable news last year, Thompson asked the GAO to do its own analysis of data on foreign land acquisitions and determine what impact they could have on food security. By the way, a bipartisan group of senators and House members have introduced companion versions of a bill that would bar China, Russia, Iran, and North Korea from buying U.S. farmland or agricultural businesses. The Promoting Agriculture Safeguards and Security Act, or PASS, also includes a provision to add the Agriculture Secretary as a standing member of the Committee on Foreign Investment in the United States, or CEPHAS. This is a separate standalone legislation to add USDA to CEPHAS. House Ag Launch Waiting on Democrats Uh, Thompson yesterday named the House Ag's six subcommittee chairs. Representative Austin Scott of Georgia will be the committee's vice chair. Also will chair the subcommittee that oversees commodity programs and crop insurance. Thompson is waiting to formally start the committee's business until Democrats fill three remaining seats those positions are expected to be filled by Democrats who need waivers to get on the Ag Committee while retaining other committee assignments. Looking ahead, the committee will kick off its Farm Bill work with a listening session at World Ag Expo in Tulare, California on February 14th. Additional hearings will be scheduled after that. We'll have more AgriPulse Daybreak after this. Located in Washington, D.C., Watkinson Miller has been providing legal services to the agriculture industry for more than 30 years. The attorneys at Watkinson-Miller possess a unique combination of knowledge, skills, and experience working with commodity boards and their partner organizations and the U.S. Department of Agriculture. Watkinson-Miller is proud to serve the agriculture community by delivering top-quality legal services that achieve cost-effective results. Welcome back to Agripulse Daybreak. Republicans try to sink Wotus' rule. Republicans of the House and the Senate have introduced resolutions to overturn the Biden administration's waters of the U.S. rule through the Congressional Review Act. 48 senators, 152 House members have signed on to separate resolutions of disapproval, which would have to clear both chambers before going to the White House, where they would likely be vetoed by President Biden. Then, in order to invalidate the rule, the House and the Senate would have to override that veto with two-thirds majorities. That won't happen, but the WOTUS votes could put some Democrats on the spot. By the way, Indiana GOP Senator Mike Braun told reporters to expect Republicans to use the Congressional Review Act on additional issues. He's backing the voters repeal effort and is pushing a separate resolution targeting new Securities and Exchange Commission regulations. I think it's going to be a tool that gets used more often simply due to the fact that we're in a peculiar place politically, he said. House Appropriator. FDA could do more. A senior Democrat on the House Appropriations Subcommittee that writes FDA's budget says she is welcoming Commissioner Robert Callis' proposed reforms to the agency's management of food programs. But Representative Shelley Pingree of Maine agreed that the agency may have to do more. I think it's very likely that we'll want to push this a little bit further, she said, on this week's AgriPulse Newsmakers. Newsmakers will be available later today at agripulse.com. Mexico committing to more U.S. corn for 23-24 marketing year. Mexico's livestock industry continues to buy more U.S. corn that hasn't even been planted. It would be shipped during the 23-24 marketing year. Mexico currently planning to ban genetically modified corn in January 24. Only two countries, Mexico and Japan, have committed to buy U.S. corn for delivery in 23-24, and Mexican purchases are far larger. That's according to the latest USDA weekly trade data. Mexican buyers have purchased about 1.1 million metric tons of U.S. corn for 2324, and Japan has purchased 283,500 tons. Farmers, IPEF is good, but the Senate needs traditional FTAs. The Umbrella Group Farmers for Free Trade brought in representatives of the U.S. dairy, meat, grain, and specialty crop sectors to Washington this week that to meet with lawmakers and their staff in the Senate and House to stress the need for the U.S. to begin negotiating new tariff-lowering trade agreements. There is potential for the Biden administration's Indo-Pacific Economic Framework to help farmers in overseas markets, says Farmers for Free Trade Executive Director Brian Keel. But he doesn't consider IPEF a trade agreement and says his members need deals to do away with tariffs that advantage U.S. competitors. The 14-nation IPEF now being negotiated does not address tariff barriers and would not need congressional ratification. The visiting delegation is scheduled to meet today with USDA under Secretary for Trade and Foreign Agriculture Affairs, Alexis Taylor. Old Bill faces new politics as Fisher reintroduces price discovery measure. Senator Deb Fisher, the Nebraska Republican, and three other colleagues have reintroduced legislation that would mandate minimum levels of cash trading in cattle. The Cattle Price Discovery and Transparency Act made it through the Senate Ag Committee last year, but never got a vote on the Senate floor. Tanner Beamer, with the National Cattlemen's Beef Association, which opposes the bill, thinks the measure has run out of momentum. Lawmakers have, quote, a lot more on their plates, he said. But Leah Biondo of the U.S. Cattlemen's Association, which supports the bill, still sees reason for hope. She says the split control of Congress will require bipartisan work. By the way, the White House Office of Management and Budget has finalized its review of USDA's proposed rule to define a product of the U.S. for labeling purposes. Well, here's today's She Said It. Some of the issues of the recent past have shown us that we haven't been doing our job, and they haven't been doing their job. That House Agriculture Appropriation Subcommittee member, Shelley Pingree, a Democrat of Maine, saying lawmakers share blame with the FDA for its management failures. The subcommittee writes FDA's annual spending bill. Well, that's Daybreak for this Friday, February 3rd, brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jock Nelly.